It's that time again wow. to welcome you all to How Bad Cast. Happy All Saints Day. Are you dating the podcast? Well, I mean, yeah. yes, because he said Happy All Saints Day. I mean, it seems kind of important to date the podcast since uh, the podcast will likely come out after a major event happens I and uh, we will have no knowledge of it. Oh, yeah, the start of National Novel Writing Month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, let everyone let the record show that we nine, none of us have started our novels yet. Yeah, I I legit got an email this morning that from I don't even know who it was from, but it's like it's National Novel Writing Month. You better start yours today. And I I'm sitting there like silently drinking my coffee this morning, and like I scroll, I flip to this in my email, uh, and literally I said out loud, "You have to be fucking joking." <laughs> <laughs> Read the room, Nano Rimo. I mean. Don't you think you have a novel in you? Get it oh, out. I mean, probably, but like by the time I finish writing it at the end of the month, it would have to be a dystopian future that's actually also the present in order to like be relevant to anybody. I mean, if it's it have to here's the thing. My issue is like even if I put all this work into the novel, all the paper it could get printed on is gonna be being lit up in barrels. And you can't make me necessarily read it digitally because the internet will get shut down. Yeah, that's that's a great point. What if we just like all write novels about uh about uh Commandante Trump? Maybe they'll let that be on what limited internet still exists. The <laughs> I'm writing a bodice ripper called The Sexual Conquests of Commandante Trump. Ugh. I'm writing uh I'm writing a, a story called Strong Donnie Goes to the gold factory. <laughs> and it's just like him and a bunch of children. other children. Yeah, him and a bunch of other children are are in a competition that they don't know about to inherit a gold factory. Yeah. Except Strong Donnie knows he's in the competition because his dad already owns the, <laughs> the gold factory. <laughs> Take that, Donald Trump's brother, who yeah. I think might be dead of coronavirus. I thought he died of just like being old and oh, like, okay, that's poorly timed. Yeah, that's that's a definite possibility. That's a really great sign too when your president's younger brother has died of being old. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, I think the point Mike was making was with him as always is me, co-host Stephen Montenegro. Right. Yeah, that's true. And also, of course, co-host Dan. Me also here. Yep, and that's, and also it's you know post Halloween and pre election in America. Yeah. If you're listening to this in Europe, um, you know, like as long as you're not in Georgia, I don't think you've had elections recently. Does Georgia count as Europe? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we just won the geography B. All right. <laughs> I mean, it gets so like arbitrary at the it, over there. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think I think the opposition party in Georgia just re rejected the results of their election yesterday. So, you know, we've got that to look forward to in our Georgia. All right. <laughs> I think we can all agree that uh, Georgia is a proud member of the Eurasian continent. Yeah, supercontinent. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about Georgia the state, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta is capital of atlanta is the uh nightclub capital of eurasia mm -hmm. <laughs> i think that's actually like in estonia really if i recall correctly like like 
the like one of the most common like you know three day weekend trips or whatever in uh in all of like Europe and Russia's zone uh is to go you know take like four days and three or four days in Tallinn going to the like nightclubs and shit huh uh, yeah it's a very that's got to be a very different kind of way to live where your plans are to go clubbing in an entirely different independent nation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, it, like, it's not really like for sure. Russia it is, right? But like if you live in Copenhagen, yeah. you get on like a vulture bubble jet flight or whatever. What? Um, are you talking about a gyrocopter? What are you? <laughs> no, no. I'm talking about the name of an airline that no one's ever fucking heard of and will only exist for a year because like, because like literally their ad campaign is fly to Tallinn, Estonia for nine euro with fares this low, you know, we'll be out of business in nine months. Like that's literally the whole ad campaign. Yeah. We're just but trying just... to get as much money as we can in a short yeah, amount of to... time. We've started a new airline, which means... We've spent a lot of money already, and we're trying to lose as little of that as possible. Why did we do this? We're crazy. Listen, um, we're not going to lie. We got these planes on the cheap, and we're just trying to make a profit as best we can. Um, But yeah, like, you know, you get on that flight for nine euro, and like, yeah. you don't got to clear customs or nothing. It's like you going to Chicago for the weekend. Right. Although, you know, who knows? Uh, after this podcast comes out, maybe I will have to clear some form of customs to go to Yeah, that's true. Um, well, like I imagine I mean, that that'd be, that'd be a great way to, uh, uh, keep coronavirus from spreading state to state. I mean, I guess yeah. I probably wouldn't have to go through customs. They just have to like, make sure I had a registered passport for like the great nation of Midwestern stand. Well, yeah. Depending on what happens in Wisconsin, you might be able to get to Chicago without right. ever leaving the blue nighted States of America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it'll, it'll depend on whether I have to cross a border checker. Um, so, you guys, Halloween just happened. It did. Yeah. And it really, and, uh, I'm not sure if the fact that Halloween just happened is the reason why your talk of nightclubs, I can't imagine such places existing that aren't just fronts for vampires. Yeah. You're thinking of Blade? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, look, if the blood starts coming from the ceiling, just leave. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I don't really understand nightclubs like even in the context of vampires like expand on even this. well like i don't know like even though like you know blood's coming from the ceiling or whatever which is a weird thing to have happen in a non-guar context uh like if the same thing were happening in like a purely human nightclub so like you're in a nightclub and like chocolate is dripping from the rusty pipes on the top of the nightclub like I wouldn't be psyched about it. Well, I mean, like, it's like a foam party, right? Like, no, because um, I don't eat foam on a regular basis. Oh, dude, you're missing out. Yeah. You, are you, you really got to get more of your foam? Are you not aerating? Are you not aerating like crushed pistachios and cream mixture to create a delightful <laughs> pistachio foam next to your uh, butternut squash ravioli? Is that what we're doing in nightclubs? Those foam parties? You're eating the foam? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I've never been cool enough to be invited to one. <laughs> yeah, we all don't know any parties, vampires. All foam parties are like the end of Ghostbusters. Everyone's yeah. covered in uh, marshmallow goo. 
I will say, and this is a nice segue, I saw Ghostbusters recently at a drive-in, and that was oh, delightful. Wow. I've been watching a lot of, like, here's my getting through the fall and winter pandemic plan. Watch okay. every movie or television episode associated with the next holiday. That's <laughs> it. Interesting. So what are you on? What's the What's on the docket now, then? So November is like, there's not a ton of Thanksgiving stuff, right? You got your Charlie Browns, you've got your, uh, you got your Bob's Burgers episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, you got Adam's Family Values, which is undeniably a Thanksgiving movie. Sure, sure. Um, uh, but like, then you just supplement that. Like my plan is to supplement that with stuff that I like that I haven't seen in a while. I see. Right? Like I haven't watched, (laughs) I haven't watched Wayne's World in like two years. I'll watch Wayne's World. Um, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, but since I've been watching all of these movies, that means a confluence of events has led me to watch all four Scream movies recently, um, which means I have seen Scream 3 recently. Mm-hmm. Ergo, what if, what if, what if, ah! What? Okay. <laughs> so I take it Creed is on the Scream <laughs> soundtrack? Yes nice <laughs> like that that really uh they really like assumed a lot of scream three knowledge that i <laughs> did not remember i mean you definitely got there though because yeah, everyone did. was going to get there um yeah uh, i mean everyone was gonna get at, if at the very least mike was gonna get there and lead us all by the hand to where but we like to yeah exactly he's the host he was gonna host his host us all yeah into creed um, yeah. uh, but they're not just on the soundtrack. They're prominently featured in the movie within the movie. Like really? not the dudes. Oh. They just made, they just made the, they just made sets, right. That looked like the characters houses from the, you know, original slashing. Uh-huh. Uh, like, so the like subtitle of the first one, right? I think it's the original stabbing. I'm so disappointed that the place you were going was not Creed in Creed in Scream Three. Creed is the killers. Me too. Well, I wouldn't spoil it. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, like so in these sets that are on the movie within the movie of people's houses, like everybody has like Creed posters up in like their <laughs> bedrooms and shit like that. <laughs> it's very funny to me. What year did this come out? Was this I think, Creed I, I like say clinging two, to their relevance? No, it was like 2000 or 2001. So it would have been like the second Creed album. Oh, so I mean, that was, de- that was definitely like when, I mean, the machine was really, really trying to make Creed a thing, like more of a thing. Right. They, they were trying to ride that wave as hard as they could. Was that Peak Powers? What came out in the second album? Um, what video happened? Can you take me higher? Man, Oh, is that the second one too? I think is that so. the second one? I feel unless they came with another album in like the same time that those videos were on TV all the goddamn time. Well, I, feel I thought like it was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, because that first album was like a slow burn because they famously started out selling it out of the trunk of their car or whatever. Oh, wow. I've never heard that story before. What a unique <laughs> narrative for a band. Uh-huh. Yeah. They just they just stole Bismarcky's shtick. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Yeah. like Typical white Christians. Yeah. Just... Stealing, stealing bits from Bismarcky and Afro Man. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. The most well-known rags to riches stories. Yeah. Uh-huh. That is something that I 
feel like I have only come to appreciate in the last few years is like watching movies from particularly like the late 90s, early 2000s when media companies like just really started glomming onto each other and just like watching movies trying to make their affiliates musical artists like more of a cultural touchstone well it was also it was also like a early transition period to um like the reason that some of those soundtracks were so packed with especially new songs from like currently semi-popular bands is it was like a transition period to like we're we understand that the business means selling one single a million times right instead of selling a record 140,000 times, right. you know. So they were trying to sell those singles. Yeah, like I guess for me the I feel like the first time, I mean I guess the first time in my youth that I really absorbed that was the first Spider-Man movie. Uh where I mean first of all there's ladies and gentlemen Hey, Nathan you don't Ray. mess with New York. Well, that too. Uh, but like the fact that like Macy Gray is like the headliner of like New York festival or whatever weird event is happening that the green goblin comes in on. (laughs) Right. But then if you'll recall, Mike, the DVD of Spider-Man one that I own has a music video. Please tell me it's like Nickelback. It is. It's like the guy it's, well, it's a, it's a power. It's like a power group. It's like the dude from Nickelback. And then I think half of puddle of mud or something <laughs> it's, isn't it saliva <laughs> oh, maybe it's oh saliva. my god yeah. that is literally the worst it's super amazing. group of all and time it's like the most like this is the year this movie came out super group possible <laughs> if i had if i was like a billionaire and that super group like like was created by some sort of other billion dollar corporation yeah i would then pay that super group like i don't know like a million dollars each to let me shoot a video in which they started playing whatever crappy thing they were going to play. And then the traveling Wilburys just walked up, kicked them all in the nuts. And then it was a traveling Wilburys video. Wow. Would that, <laughs> that be would, possible to do? Are all the traveling Wilburys alive? They were then. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to tell them it was for a Spider-Man movie. Oh, sure. They would have done it. Yeah. Roy Orbison, famous Spider-Man connoisseur. Honestly, like, there doesn't look that dissimilar from Doc Ock in the second one. It's Honestly, a great point. I feel like there is a there is a non-zero chance that there is a special issue of Spider-Man featuring Roy Orbison. Like <laughs> Spider-Man and Superman are the two comics where just like they would every once in a while just like random celebrities would get drawn into them for no reason, but like actually as themselves. It was just like they'd be on the cover of like Spider-Man and Muhammad Ali are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, like, you know, it's like a Scooby-Doo and Harlem Globetrotters sort of thing. Exactly. I sure. feel like Roy Orbison could have been one of them at one point. Yeah. And then America's enemies would just randomly get thrown into Captain America co- comics. You know, like Muhammad Ali. Right. <laughs> Draft Dodger. <laughs> yeah. yeah What's this I Oh, yeah. So did any of the Creed members get killed in Scream 3? Not that I noticed. Or did they survive would, until Scream 4? I, not that I noticed, but I would only recognize the one. Right. I mean, they sure. all kind of looked the same at the time, didn't did they? Did they? I think they all had to have their own thing, right? Like, there was definitely one that had, like, really spiky hair, but the spikes, each individual spike was, like, too thin, but also he wore a choker or a dog collar. That had to be one of them. Yeah, I feel like you're describing the... Uh, you're, I think you're describing the rhythm guitarist of, like, every band of that yeah. era. Yeah, <laughs> and then there was one that, like, had, like, a shaved... It must have... There must have been one that had a shaved head and, like, a little bit of stubble beard, and then, like, maybe sometimes he would, like, 
wear like he would wear like uh giant um giant khakis or chinos with no shirt that also had to be one and like maybe his like the strap on his guitar or bass was just a length of chain sure yeah. oh man when i was in college a guy from high school was performing at some random random music venue in minneapolis that probably doesn't exist it uh, certainly does not yep uh and he like he was clearly like he was super into hendrix he had like a hendrix tattoo like he like very much embodying that style and like just even like the way he played guitar like he was just trying to be more of like that kind of vibe does like, this turn the, out to be john mayer no but the two dudes that he i don't know probably met maybe he met in some college class or something like they were his you know his backup band but like they were still embracing whatever aesthetic they had started with so like it was very weird to see this guy in like this very slick uh like very slick kind of like i don't know almost like princess-esque suit playing like this very you know kind of slick guitar licks and then his bass player had like yeah a length of chain for his strap and was wearing like a black tank top with uh and he had like spiked really super gelled hair it was just such an aesthetic difference but he was like playing like this very like funk based bass line behind this guy. It was so surreal. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes if you're an aspiring new wave guitar hero, you just get orgy to be your backing band. Right. Yeah, it was very weird. Like I just want to know if they like perform as a different band on other nights or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like like it the bass like there's a lot of compromises going on on that stage. Like the bass player is the singer in their other band that right. they're all in. Right. I mean, and honestly, it, like if it weren't for like the chain strap or whatever, mm-hmm. like the bass player can kind of look like anything. It doesn't matter. As like it the only thing the only time it matters is if they actually do something to call attention to their look. Right. Otherwise, like you know, traditionally, they can be like the blandest person in there. Right. Or sometimes the drummer is the blandest slash oldest member, but right. they happen to be a good drummer or the only good drummer in t- that town that the uh-huh. band is yeah, from. Yeah, that's generally how that works. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you could teach any idiot to play a bass. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that that's what my Halloween was. Nice. What did y'all do? Well, uh, hmm. I... Uh, I found a <laughs> because I was too lazy to figure out which streaming service actually has the Simpsons on it. Uh-huh. It's Disney Plus. <laughs> it's Disney. Oh Disney. well, then I'm glad I was too lazy to figure know that, that out. They I don't bought, have it. Like all of Fox. Like, like. Oh well, listen to little corporate shill. Why aren't you keeping up with the news of mergers? It was like the biggest media merger in history, and like a yeah. harbinger of everything that's coming down the pipe for the like convergence of all media yeah do you Um, not remember do you not remember my book from random house when animation domination becomes world domination yeah (laughs) it was a bestseller in certain markets uh mostly estonia yeah i didn't actually pick up on fox getting picked up by disney like the marvel disney crossover really took up my entire headspace as far as that goes in any case, I found a playlist of uh, weirdly edited 
Simpsons Halloween specials on YouTube uh, that were like doing the weird tricks that it takes to make the YouTube algorithm not recognize that they're entire episodes. Yeah. So like split up into uh, strange, like chunked in weird ways uh, for individual videos. And then also at the end of the video, it'll just like do weird, like repeat scenes out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I get how that works. Like yeah. sometimes, sometimes for some reason at the end they just take like the last scene uh and like play it backwards. Right. So yeah, that was uh that was how I ended uh, my thing. Also, dipping Kit Kats in peanut butter. So, <laughs> now, when you say dipping into peanut butter, do you mean like yeah. you're literally sitting on the couch watching bootleg Simpsons episodes, <laughs> dipping Kit Kats into a jar of peanut butter? No. No, they were separate events. What? What do you mean? Well, the jar of peanut butter didn't go terribly far away from the uh, refrigerator when I would visit it to grab a new kit, new couple of Kit Kats. Oh, wait, okay. So, okay, I don't think you actually. Why is this my confusing question. to you, Dan? I don't think you actually answered my question. Are you dipping the Kit Kats directly into the jar of peanut butter? Yes. Okay, but you're not holding the jar, and that's how you justify it for not being just what? No, I'm holding the jar when I do it, but I'm you're not. not I'm not going to dip it into the peanut butter and then just let the jar Dan, fall onto the floor from the friction of the Kit Kat. No, what are yeah, you, what Dan, are you talking Dan, about? Dan, do you do you are you laboring under the impression that Mike feels like he needs to justify this in some way? <laughs> I just wanted to know. I was just trying to see if I if the vision I had in my head of Mike sitting in his perpetual pajamas and robe on the couch with his two dogs and he just had a jar of peanut butter in his lap and he was just dipping Kit Kats into it casually. Perpetjamas. <laughs> yeah, perpetuamas. Um, yeah, perpetuamas. Perpet- anyway, so no, you're saying you would. What you would do is you would go get a Kit Kat. You would take the open the Kit Kat. You'd be like, I could use some peanut butter with this. Go get the jar of peanut butter. Dip it into the jar. Put the jar back, and then repeat the cycle later in the evening. Uh, essentially, there are some minor details I could quibble about, but that's basically what's going on. Okay. Because I want it to be, you know, you want it to be work every time you go back to the Kit Kat. You just, you just get the minimum number of Kit Kats you need, which is what to feel like you just uh, covered the Kit Kat situation, <laughs> and then you go back to what you were doing. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. How many um, Kit Kats did you have in the house? You uh, know the answer, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was like a, uh, you know. Uh, Buy four bags for ten dollars things. So I got uh-huh. Kit Kats and uh, peanut butter cups. Ooh, that's a. Oh. That's actually. I have to remind myself. I'm going grocery. Gotta check out that corner. Oh, pe- people yeah, Walgreens. Course. Yeah. Cop, cop at Walgreens. I was in Walgreens a few days ago, uh, like three or four days before Halloween, and they already had their like, you know, somewhere between hundred and. 200 pieces of mixed candy things that are normally the bags are normally ten dollars they already had them on sale for buy one get one free yeah i'll have to find i'll have to find the nearest walgreens since the one right by my house is currently uh just a uh a storage container that they've converted into a pharmacy on the parking lot oh yeah i forgot you all shouldn't i i forgot you all shouldn't go anywhere in public inside either so you know there's that (laughs) um uh what was i gonna say uh, so, oh yeah. So last night on Halloween, uh, at the age of 39, I actually snuck in some trick or treating. Huh. 
I in, tend to, how I tend to after I eat dinner go wander around my neighborhood so that I get some amount of exercise, right? Sure. And there was and there was still maybe a couple of kids out, like but you they robbed were, them. No, yes, no, that's exactly what he's saying. They were, but they were easy to dodge. But a bunch of people are like, eh, kids are going to come out. I don't want those little fucking disease vectors anywhere near me. Let me just leave bowls of candy at like outside of my hedge with a little thing that says like, take one. And there was like almost no kids left out. And I kept seeing these bowls that were like full. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm trick or treating. Nice. Sure. So I got like a like a push pop and a thing called a baby bottle pop. Huh. Um, Okay. We, like a baby bottle pop is like it looks like a baby bottle, right? Um, um already and I'm already and, not enjoying this. And you can is this screw, a rave instrument. It, it almost could be it's Estonian candy. Yeah, <laughs> it almost could be right. So it looks like a baby bottle, and you can screw the top off. And the like baby bottle, like you know, the rubber nipple part is made of candy. Okay. So what you do is you like lick the candy, mm-hmm. then you flip it upside down into the bottle where there's flavored powdered sugar thing and <laughs> and shake it up uh-huh, sure. and then that sticks to the bottle and then you eat that so it's like dip it and is sticks, but they're yeah. like let's make it a baby bottle to make it more unsettling okay so it, it was dip em sticks there where you all grew up um because right? it was Wasn't it was it? i no, I that so. is that is a name for it but it was lick where i grew up oh god <laughs> um uh but uh but yeah, so it's like that, but terrible. <laughs> so where you grew up, did people have difficulty with the uh, with the product because the product name didn't tell them expressly how to like half of what to do? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, because we just ate it like everybody else did. You eat the stick because it's delicious. Then you just pour as much of the candy as you can stand out <laughs> of the pouch directly into your mouth. <laughs> oh, I guess that's that works better than what we ended up doing here, which was take the stick dip it in the stuff and then throw it all away because it didn't expressly tell us to consume it oh yeah it just had to dip yeah uh in reality though i was very much a rule follower as a child and i would very much carefully lick the stick dip it in the powder yeah like how are those things created they're like you know what we need you know what kids will love a candy that frustratingly takes one hour to eat I mean, that's what those giant uh, jawbreakers are. Oh, yeah, but that's a lot of candy. This is Quite like... frustrating. I love food puzzles. Do you? You eat nothing but you're, pot pies. You're, yeah. Yeah, it's you, a puzzle. You have, you have, a, you have an that activity. A that you, have, you have to get through the shell. There's are you a, kidding me? It's just like uh, getting shelled peanuts. There's a, there's a <laughs> process to eating you're, it. You are, you are really... You're describing yourself... You're describing yourself as an overweight dog that needs enrichment. <laughs> and it's like the shittiest enrichment in the world. You're saying to me, you're yeah. going to stand there, I assume. Uh-huh. I assume you're at a standing desk. No, I am sitting. Uh-huh. Okay, you're going to sit there with your in jar his, of peanut butter. In his perpetuamas. <laughs> your perpetuamas. I'm actually wearing just uh, like normal tux. outside pants mm-hmm. and a hoodie right now. Okay. You're wearing, you're wearing hard pants? Damn. <laughs> Is that what we called them now? Yeah, it's hard pants and soft pants. <laughs> okay, I, I like that. You're trying to say to me and the nation, whether it continues to exist or not when this episode is released, uh-huh. that the uh, opening of a shelled, or this always trips me up, is it shelled if it's still in the shell, or is it shelled if it's already been removed from the shell? 
Oh, they're shelled if they've been removed from the shell. The word you're ter- looking for, Dan, Dan, is beshelled. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> you're trying to tell me that just poking through a flaky crust with whatever instrument you may be choosing to use to eat that pot pie is the same level of challenge as using some amount of force to crack open a nut. I mean... No, I wouldn't say it's the same... But it's enrichment nonetheless. It's like it's I, like giving a it's like giving an octopus a it's pumpkin. It's got a gimmick, is what I'm saying. Fish. A um, gimmick is different <laughs> from a puzzle. And I I can't believe this. I'm actually now siding with Mike on this. Uh, Hell I, yeah. Like I still want to mock Mike for what this says about him as a person, <laughs> but I'm siding with him because. Dan, obviously, you've never seen a judge eat a pot pie on a cooking competition show. Okay. Where they, like, take the back of the spoon yeah. like and, like, tap it gently a few times until they crack through. And then a little steam comes out. And they get their face near it and start waving the steam at their nose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, that's a, like, that's an enrichment activity. And one that Mike needs if he's going to stay active in his later years. I mean, that's true. Like, he is stuck inside wearing soft pants. So he does need what little enrichment he's afforded. Otherwise, he'll just walk back and forth uh, on the same route over and over. Exactly. I, uh, I mean, really, what I'm hearing, Mike, is that uh, your wife just needs to uh, bury trash cans around the, your property full of enjoyable things for you to dig up. That's what they do for the grizzlies at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to stuff a bunch of rainbow trout inside some really big hollowed-out pumpkins. Yeah. Freeze those pumpkins. Yes. Give them to the bears. Let them have at it. And Mike. You mean give them to Mike. Oh, yeah. Mike is the bears. I just refer to Mike as the bears, the bears. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Not that... the bears. No, of course not. That's The bears. Yeah. That reminds me. Is the fattest bear competition over yet? Do yeah, we have man. a result on that? Yeah, man, that was weeks ago. God, I don't know. You are so bad at engaging in the most important. This is why we don't have a country anymore, because people like you don't know how to properly engage in the most important. Yeah, did you not vote, Mike? Look, obviously, wow, 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 I'm wow, aware wow. of how this all went down. I'm being the I'm being I'm being the the goofus who doesn't know anything in quotes Mm -hmm. to try to uh, encourage uh, some conversation on this. We haven't followed up on it. This is something our listeners need to hear about. I was team chunk all the way. Chunk made a great showing and got to the finals. It was a real Cinderella story, Mm -hmm. but then seven forty seven, the golden child came swooping in with its enormous ass. (laughs) Yeah. Chunk was the middle Mississippi Valley state college uh of this tournament mm-hmm. um and man what a run it was hard it was hard it was a hard pill to swallow but i accept i accept the results i want uh i want the two sides the two fat bear teams to come together in unity for the good of bearedom sure and but, i mean uh, you know if we can if our nation can make it through that yes <laughs> yes the why are we even worried right now you're right that's a great point I mean, that's true. We came together and we said, look, we were behind Chunk, but if 747 will uphold our joint values. Right. I think it's important that we unify. Right. Look, both. I understand that it's it's the cynical view is that both of these are just two fat bears and they're both just really fat bears. And there really isn't that much of a difference between a fat bear and another fat. And maybe 747 isn't the bear that you when you know the bear that you really uh, hung your hat on 
But, you know, the will of the people says that this fat bear is the fattest bear. And while we may yeah. not agree, and that maybe it's, you know, scholars will be questioning the integrity of how fat this bear is for generations to come. Yeah. And, like, we can debate it all we want. But what's important is that we're unified behind the principles that having a fair election in which every vote is counted for which bear is the fattest right. is the most important thing. The process yes. is the most important thing. Yes. Um, specifically about, we're specifically talking about voting for fat bears here. Yeah. Because uh, like that whole unity thing when it comes to like say elections for the United States government, fuck that. I want my side to defeat the other side handily. I don't care about <laughs> unity as long as I win. <laughs> if I lose... There will be calls for unity. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Uh, I, I, so like, it's funny. It's like, I've got like social media, like randomly open at all times. And I was just going to look at the fat bear thing. And I found a tab open um, and uh, went into Facebook and noticed um, the best political event that I've seen. Like all season is like uh, Julian Castro, former uh, not that popular presidential candidate mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, you know, mayor of San Antonio was in like, I think I want to say like Arizona at the uh, at the best, the best, most stupidest political event I could imagine. He was just at an event called low riding for Biden. OK, with okay. a uh, bunch of like fucking low riders. Uh, <laughs> and it's amazing. Uh, I. Yeah, I gotta. I feel bad for Mr. Castro because I'm sure, like, it was. I'm sure there were a lot of like very cringy conversations behind the scenes, just like, listen, we got to turn out the Latino vote, and you're the only Latino a lot of us know. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like, so, like, from what I know about the dude, he's like a real like he's like a team player for the party and that sort of thing. So there's probably no question that he was going to go do this, right? But like, but like, it, I'm not sure. So my question is whether or not. Um, they sent him here. They're like, look, you're a Latino. I've seen the cover of a low rider magazine. <laughs> I know who these are, who these are targeted at. Or if he's, or if he just is like really into low riders. That would be great. I mean, that would, I would love that. That's I mean, the reality I want to live in. Like, he's like, yeah, look, like Arizona is going to be like a state that we should try and make a play for. Um, and I could help you make that play because I'm Latin and I happen to see here that there's a thing called low riding for Biden coming up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I guess since it's called low riding for Biden, I wonder if he just set it up himself. Maybe. If he's just like, I mean, yeah, I fucking love low riders. I'm setting up a low rider event <laughs> for Joe Biden. If he was a big low rider enthusiast, though, it's a shame that he couldn't bring that out during the primaries. Right. Like, right? Like, like that dude would be our nominee right now. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, if we, you'd think we'd learn by now that it's all about the showmanship. Yeah. Pageantry. Pageantry. Like, do you, like, he, he'd just be standing on stage. Do you want to hear me describe my plan? for the decarceral state and criminal justice reform, or you want to see me flip some switches. Then his car starts jumping. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I like this world in which he's just really into low riders. Me too. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like I, I grew up in 
do listeners know this that I grew up in Arizona? They must, right? I think it's come up before. It's got to have come in up the nineties. So there were like low riders just around when I was a kid, right? It wouldn't be that weird to just be like walk into the boys and girls club and see a car hopping up and down at a stop sign. Nice. Um, and th- and like like that like my move away from there to significantly like you know more northern and rust inducing places uh-huh. plus whiter places plus the the changing of an era means that like the moment that I left there I hadn't seen a low rider for like 20 years mm. <laughs> until I got back to southern california And now every once in a while, I'll see one like, you know, rolling around. Well, if it makes you feel any better, there's been a lot of drag racing in the near the neighborhood that we used to record this. (laughs) That's true. Which one? Huh? Which which neighborhood where we used to record this? Uh, Your weird, gross, damp bunker. Oh, the bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, just like down Lindale? Uh, I think it's more down Lake local reference. Um, <laughs> well, you know, like also the eyes of the world were upon it earlier this year. I don't know. I Lindale was... is more of a local reference. Yeah. Uh, no, I was, uh, I was hanging out, uh, out in a friend's backyard near there. And it was like, it was funny cause it was just far away enough where like, clearly the cars were not on that block. But they were clearly just like a couple blocks away and it was going on all night. So we kept kind of wanting to just go see what was happening. But we couldn't quite tell. You think Ludacris was there? I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) So uh, finish your story. It was just one of those things where it's like we couldn't tell how like it was loud enough where it was probably pretty close but not so loud that we were like, this definitely won't be that hard of like that long of a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, but you made no attempt to see if Ludacris was there. I mean, I guess I could have checked his Instagram or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the pandemic safe way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that could have given you a clue as to which direction to go. That's true. So here's a question. Are there any Ludacris songs in Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, he did the, uh, at least for uh, the first one that he was in, which is Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, he did the, he was the, you could say he was the Will Smith of them. So he did the, like, yeah, he did the end credit raps that's about being too fast and too furious. Yes. I'm pretty sure that is actually in the song. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, like I'll digress about that in a moment, but like, um, I'd have to do some research about whether he contributed tracks to other fast and phase though. But so here's a question then though. Like his, what's his character's name? Taj, I want to say. I think it's Tej. I believe it's Tej. Tej. Uh, like, so in the world of the Fast and the Furious movies, does Ludacris exist separate from Tej? And do they just look like exactly the same? And people are always like being like, hey man, you look like Ludacris. And he's always like, and he's always like, we don't all look the same. Or like, <laughs> or in now the I'm reality. Mad that they haven't done that, actually. Uh, or in the reality of this Fast and Fur- in the like you know in the Fast and Furious universe, Fastiverse, mm-hmm. um, Furent, Furent, Fur- Fast and Furiniverse, Furiverse, Fast and Furiniverse, um, <laughs> in the Fast and Furiniverse, yes, is Tej an international recording artist? Do you think? Yeah, do you think like that's like his day job? Is this now? Hold on. Is this because? Is this question coming up 
because you're thinking that like this is music that is played in the universe of Fast and Furious. Oh, you know what? The whole point might be moot if it's only during the credits. See, that's what I'm wondering though. Like, because then that's I've... non-diegetic music, right? That's the word I was looking for. I couldn't remember what consonant the J was. <laughs> non-dianetic music. <laughs> so, like, pretty oh, much anything G. not recorded by Will Smith. Mike, what? I think it's a G. Uh, for the sound. Yeah, for the phonetics. But yeah, non-dianetic music. Non-dianetic music is any is any track recorded by someone other than Will Smith. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no. Uh, so my favorite one of those we have to wrap during the credits of this action movie thing. Uh-huh. We have is to. we have to. is. Uh, I want them to make an action movie where the solution to the problem they they get through the entire thing. Yep. And then there's like a secondary like plot line during the credits. We have to wrap during these credits. <laughs> yeah. Like, what if you only got one shot to be in the credits? Uh-huh. Um. No, my favorite one is from the like what early two thousands movie SWAT, starring Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. And it's like a and it's like a rap rock thing because it's from like 2003 or four, I think. Right. Um, And it like I, I don't think that they even like name the artist. I think it was like one of those things like they did in the 80s. Right. Where like someone recorded a cool song like they wrote this cool song for the movie. I think it's like a completely unnamed and unknown artist. Yeah. Uh, huh. But the chorus is the the lyrics to the chorus is looks like. We're in for hot action, mm-hmm. hanging out with Sammy L. Jackson. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah, that's probably, uh, I have to give credit to whoever made that song, because like I feel like that is, one, pretty unique, and also a pretty big flex to just name check, <laughs> not a character in the movie. Just an actor that's in your movie. <laughs> the actor portraying the character in the movie. Looks like we're in for hot action, hanging out with Sammy L. Jackson. Now I wish more uh, tie-in songs did. Like, they didn't even acknowledge the story of the movie. They more just acknowledged the casting and the production of the movie. Yeah, like, like, there's like, a, like there's like a song during the credits that's like, you just watched the movie Shrek saying Mike Myers is a mad flex. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh, that's uh it's not good that's the point yeah right or like I mean, or yeah sure. or like more like one versus like surprised that they got eddie murphy to come back for the second one or something <laughs> like, i think that was during a time in eddie murphy's career in which he wasn't up to much that's true and i suppose like i suppose gigs like that just like what you want me to just stand in this closet and just kind of do my shtick for yeah why would two hours do those jobs well those that those are actually like not to not to be the well actually guy, but For like the Shrek franchise. Yeah, but that's actually one of the harder like those movies are actually one of the harder um, uh, voiceover gigs because their uh, their animation process involves face mapping you while you're delivering the lines. Oh, like well. and then and then laying that over and using that to control the uh, to control the like facial reactions of the animated character. And he was a donkey. Like, it had a whole snout and things. That's hard. Do you think he was wearing a snout during recording? I mean, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, if only, if only they were a helpful rap song that explained the production process. <laughs> that would be great. They really need to include behind-the-scenes tidbits in those rap songs. Yep. 
Yep, they absolutely do. Yeah, Just like stop, the, stop doing director's commentary. Mm-hmm. We need director's rap <laughs> directions. <laughs> yep. Director's freestyles. Yeah. <laughs> um oh my god. There's gonna be there'd just be so many tracks that just started with, well, my name is Spielberg, and I'm here to say. Oh no. Wow. Uh, Shooting Panaflex is the only way. I said the only way. <laughs> wow. Do you guys see that Animaniacs is making a comeback? Yeah. Is there a rap song? Because uh, if there isn't a rap about song about it, I didn't hear about it. I mean, there's probably a rap song in there somewhere, right? I mean, How I mean, would I they avoid it? That's true. I thought we talked about this on the podcast last time. Did we? Did we? I have no I idea. Don't know. Maybe it was just a text conversation we were having. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely found out about it because of a text conversation, but that's not, that doesn't necessarily rule out the idea that someone else told me about it already and I forgot. Sure. sure, sure. That is was entirely within that, the realm of Was I in that text conversation? Yes. Okay, so it was that instead of the podcast. So we should talk about it now. Let's all have let's all go back to the beginning and have like genuine and real reactions to Mike saying, Did you hear that Animaniacs is coming back? Did you hear that Animaniacs is coming back? Yes. Really? (laughs) Good. That was worth it. (laughs) Uh I saw like I saw like a, a trailer that included some like interviews with the voiceover artists. Mm-hmm. Weird. Uh, I was very surprised what the guy that voices Wacko looks like. Oh yeah, I bet exactly that like Wacko. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean that would be very surprising. Yes, <laughs> it would. But no, he's like a he. He looks like a like a British. He looks like an aging British like metal guy. <laughs> Nice. Wait, is, is it he... Rob Halford? <laughs> it's Rob Halford. It Wait, was a, is... it was a real shock. Is he actually British? Uh yes. Huh. Or at least Good it for... seemed like it. Good for him. Yeah, I always just assumed it was just like some rando doing a, a Beatles impression. I mean, it's possible that like he's method and he just stays in in British mode. He doesn't stay in the character of Wacko, but he sure. insists on keeping the uh the, <laughs> the accent. general accent. Right. On staying Liverpudlian, yeah, <laughs> for years, like not even after the, even before the, between the end of the first run and this remake, he always kept the voice just in case. Mm-hmm. His kids are like, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Did we all just take a sip of water at the same time? Not me. I'm out of drinking liquid, and I'm very sad about it. <laughs> not me. I, I had uh, I had two separate uh, liquid cups going. Me too. I am almost out of one of them. I'll just finish this one off right now. Great. This is great audio. All right. Yeah. Well, I actually gave you a warning that time I was taking a drink. You could have filled it. I guess. Just yeah, to follow Dan. up on our entire uh, voting so is, on uh, animals episode. Is there? Hold uh, on. The, what? what? Wait. Say that again. Oh, I, it seems dude. like you. You're a party animal? I'm a party dude. Yeah. Oh, right. Anyways, uh, go ahead. You were, you were going to say. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that. The Minnesota Zoo baby taper did end up uh, being named Tua, the uh, the one that meant luck, and didn't get stuck with Taruna, which apparently means youthful. And uh, because that name would be a lie eventually, right? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. (laughs) uh, The youthful taper has hip dysplasia. (laughs) (laughs) Um. It, to to loop back around to Animaniacs, though, because mm-hmm. this is all stream of conscious. Um, yeah, I, I now know. remember. 
I don't know if people realize this. We don't write these shows in advance. <laughs> yeah, like we should clarify that. Um, you know what we should start doing? Asking for a, a word of suggestion to start us off. Uh-huh. Sure. Badcast so at gmail.com. Pe- <laughs> so people know that we're not writing these ahead of time. Um, uh, no, to loop back around to Animaniacs, though. Like, You're just going to leave that hanging? <laughs> uh, what? Leave what hanging? I said the Dan, do it again. How can our how can our fans send us words of suggestion? How bad cast at How bad cast at gmail.com. I'm a party dude. Ugh. Um now uh, I regret cool, it. Rude. Now I regret uh, it. I forgot that you added to the <laughs> response. Um no, like uh I, I recall that uh text conversation now, and you, Mike, were like more upset than you should have been that you had to log into Hulu to watch the trailer <laughs> for it on Hulu. Oh well, I mean it just uh, like it didn't make sense to me. Why does Hulu make you like log in to watch to watch ads for the shows that are there to make you actually subscribe? Why to didn't Hulu? you just go to YouTube and ruin I did your go castle to nerd and Roman history algorithm? That is where I went. Once I found out that I couldn't just like. Oh wait! So you didn't even take the time to log into Hulu? <laughs> I don't have a Hulu login. It's uh, it's. Laura's login and I don't actually know what it is. <laughs> How what do you want? Like seriously, like are you just like do you spend literally all day being like, oh yeah, another video about how hollow core castle walls were stronger because they were filled with straw? I mean, A, yes, but B <laughs> Hulu the the Hulu just stays logged in. I don't ever log into it. I just go to Hulu on Roku and it's already logged in. Why don't you just yell at your Roku to show you the cartoon trailer? Because that I wasn't I wasn't by the TV at that point, so I think I'm starting to understand why you think uh, piercing the crust of a pot pie is a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like you really struggle with what sound like pretty minimal effort <laughs> obstacles. I wasn't upset with Hulu for making me work. I was upset with Hulu for dropping the ball on like a seemingly obvious marketing thing. Let people watch the like trailers for the things that you're trying to sell them on maybe they only let you watch trailers for certain things and they entice you with more trailers <laughs> like do you think that maybe we should just start a streaming service ourselves that's like all just trailers like just trailer length things that run that you can watch only on your phone right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you pay uh, them for the streaming service right. and it's only trailer length things like things that are like one to seven or eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah. And it's designed to be watched on your phone. Like, We'd make billions. Like small, <laughs> just like small morsels of content. So we'll yeah. call it like smamo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it's like, you know, like on a menu when it says small bites. Yeah. Like uh, uh-huh. uh, there's like a section of plates like that. So we'll call it smibby. Yeah. Great. Mike, this is a reference to uh, I know what is <laughs> happening. <laughs> Do you though? I don't know. <laughs> Because you found you found digging into a pot pie to be challenging and rewarding. I never said it was challenging. I did say it was rewarding. I guess I didn't directly say that. I'll say that now. It's rewarding. <laughs> yeah, you want to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> What's more rewarding? Uh, piercing the the hard pastry shell, the the challenging pastry shell of a pot pie, or walking the twenty five steps to your peanut butter jar for Kit Kat. Day. Oh well, I mean. Wait, just the walk, not the actual getting the Kit Kat? And I don't know. I don't know your process, clearly. We had a whole <laughs> conversation about this. Yeah, Dan has that thing where he can't imagine things in his head. 
Right. Yeah. What's that called? Danforia. Mm-hmm. Dan Morphia. Right. Dan Morphia. We're going with Dan Morphia. Yeah. <laughs> Italian Morphia. horror thriller Dan Morphia. Yeah. Anyways, answer the question, Mike. What was the question? <laughs> Dan asks. Oh, right. I don't care anymore. Do you think they're going to, uh, you think in the pilot? But the listeners might. Let's pay this off. Which is Kick-outs more rewarding? Better. Kickouts are better, obviously. Okay. More rewarding? I mean, not you don't have to wait as Yeah, you, and you don't have to wait as long for them. That's true. You don't have to go through the tedious process of... Uh, the pot pie is your two marshmallows. What? <laughs> that marshmallow experiment where they oh, put a marshmallow in front yeah, of a kid yeah, and they're yeah. like, you can eat a marshmallow um, and uh, or wait five minutes and eat two marshmallows. And then most kids like eat a marshmallow and then like, then there's a couple kids that wait five minutes and get two marshmallows. Right. And then I say, I didn't receive a marshmallow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I get two marshmallows immediately because I outsmarted the grad students. Do you think the first episode of the reboot will be uh, Yakko and Wacko holding a press conference about their behavior towards the nurse? I legitimately <laughs> thought like I'll address that in a second because that's a funny, uh, good premise, Dan. Um, but uh, uh, I legitimately also thought likely oh, to actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's address that now. Um, yes, that's a good premise. It's likely to happen. Seems like something that like they probably should do just for kids. You know, for for making this more educational and child friendly. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that E slash I logo in the corner when. The- yeah. 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 Huh? For the ratings. I don't know. Sometimes there's a little thing that says like E slash I, which stands for education slash something. Yeah, it's like a it's like a educational or instructional. I want to say. Who maybe? Um. But yeah, it's like is like that what you that get it. Song is about. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, the Nelly song? Yeah. yeah. You yes. know. Yes, that is you know what the song is about. Ah. You know how kids are always searching for the answer to the question, what's poppin' a nah? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That song is about that song is about a young child who is asking what's poppin' a nah and is uh-huh. seeking out media to find the answer. Well, great. Anyways, the thing I was gonna say is when you started with that, do you think the first episode of the reboot, until you got to mentioning Yakko, uh-huh. I was convinced that you were somehow suggesting we were rebooting this podcast and starting over. I also over. thought that. Oh, again? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's episode number one. No, 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 not rebooting computers. I mean, we're doing a full reboot on how could the show be bad? Yeah, again? Right, we sort of did that already when we converted to how bad cast. Oh, that was the laziest reboot of all time. <laughs> so, it still counts, baby. Yeah. We're Ugh. like new heart. <laughs> where's my where's my J.J. Abrams money then? Great question. Yeah, bad robot. Hey, we've got bad in our name. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, we will literally change the name of the show to How Bad Robot How Cast. Bad robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Sure. For money. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that even if we saw none of them, Dan, Mike would do it. If we if all we got was a case of Kit Kats yeah. without asking us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I do it for Kit Kats. <laughs> well, now we've got it on record and JJ Abrams is just going to send you a bunch of Kit Kats. Mike. Exactly. Huh? I, I really hesitate to ask this. Yes. Have you ever taken a pie crust? Okay. And filled it with peanut butter and Kit Kats and then baked it? <laughs> no, 
No, I've not done that. I would be afraid to? to burn those things. Ah. Seems like uh What if they're like marshmallows? Course. What if they're better with some char on them? Uh I mean, I have had s'mores that used Kit Kats instead of uh just regular chocolate. Wow, wow, wow. Look I didn't at char Elon Musk the... over here. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, this the, is pod... the first step to Mars. The podcast is over and you just introduced uh a one hour rant about Elon Musk declaring that he is the law on Mars. Oh, yeah. Earth law, baby. No Earth law uh, on Mars. We'll get to it next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Email us at howbadcast at gmail.com to remind us to talk about what Earth or law means. You, or if you have thoughts about it, yeah. let it, we'll address your thoughts. Absolutely. We'll have a, a forum on. on yeah. We'll do, like a, we'll do like a roundtable like discussion type of thing. Like. You know, like a like a panel discussion on Elon Musk declaring himself to be the law on Mars. Yeah. Mama! What? I'm the law. Oh. I, I did it a little bit more coherently <laughs> than Mike. Yeah. Sorry, I guess Dan is a... Uh, 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 damn it. What's that other actor's name that was Judge Dredd? Uh, uh, Carl Urban. Uh, I guess Dan is a Carl Urban stan. I mean, he's pretty cool. I don't know. Oh, man. That is that is the sad tale of the former Soviet Republic of Carl Urban Stan. <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, so that's the show. Yay! Uh, do we have anything to? Uh, you know we don't. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Something could happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you were thinking about it though. That's I was. Some, that's Dan, are you doing? Something. Dan, are you doing anything for Improvathon? Uh, yes. I think we're like. I mean, we're not doing something on the day, but I think we're gonna record a little something as like a as a a break, like a break content. Oh, right on. Yeah, like interstitial. Yes. Uh, uh friends of the show. Wait, could you? Apple, I should say. Could you record a rap uh-huh. about what Improvathon is to run over the credits of Improvathon? Uh huh. Yeah, maybe. Neat. Um. Uh, yeah. Like, like we can. We can. Uh, give a shout out to our community. Yeah, go uh, to givemn.org. I think it's actually starting now or will start. It started today, soon. I believe. Yeah. Uh, this is assuming the internet's still working when this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, givemn.org and type in huge theater in a search bar of some kind. Yeah, there's a search bar right up the top. Yeah. Uh, when you say started today, do you mean now today or next week today? I mean now today. All yes, right. the website says early giving is now underway. Oh, there you go. Cool. When does yeah, or you could just thing happen? November nineteenth, according to this website. <laughs> yeah, or you could just go to like hugetheater dot com. I'm and, sure that like, yeah, I mean, I'm and sure. like see the you know, uh, like find the blog post or whatever that they put up about it. Yeah, or just go to the social media of some kind. Yeah, you're gonna be able to find hugetheater dot com, but. But give them money. Yeah. Oh. And then I guess watch their stream. And at some point, friends of the show, Shelly and Ethel, will probably be appearing. Possibly rapping about what Improvathon thought. <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would literally donate more money because that happened. Just knowing that was happening. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So yeah, do that. There you go. All right. You have your uh, mission. Yeah. Go fulfill it. And until next time, my signature sign-off.